Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. My name is Kerry Zarb, and I've been helping business owners just like you go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat for over 20 years. I'll be giving you all the top advice for getting started in your business, but I'll also be speaking with some of the best business minds to inspire you with valuable insights to help you get ahead in your business. If you've ever hit a roadblock or lost your passion, then this is the podcast for you. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is the Biz Nation podcast. I'm Kerry, and this is episode number 50. Now, on this episode, we've got something just a little bit different. We have another Kerry joining us. I know, I know what you're thinking. There's enough Kerrys in the world and and let alone this Kerry in this podcast, but now it's going to be Kerry to the power of two. So just when you thought it was safe, sorry guys, it's not. Welcome to the show, Kerry. It's great to have you here. It's great to be here. You know what they always say, double the carry, double the fun. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And we're just going to dive straight in and get some awesome value to the listeners in this episode. And I think it's going to be fun as well. So thank you. So Kerry, tell us about yourself. What's the backstory and, and what's everything that's brought you to where you are now in a nutshell? Okay, so I am 53. And my basic message is always that at any point of your life, you could be whoever you want to be, and you could live any life you want to live. But you have to get to work and you have to roll up your sleeves and use your tools, but do the work and then you can get there. So I do believe in visualization and actualizing, but I also think that there's an element of hard work, which I think sometimes people forget about. They just think they could wish it and make it happen. But I believe that you need to do the work. So I was at different times in my life. I dropped out of college originally. I decided to world travel, traveled all over, backpacking by myself. And then I came home, settled down, married my husband. We had five kids. And about halfway through, after my third child, I decided to go to law school. And the reason I decided to do that is because I always believe that you should never ever have a dream without following through with it. So I had always wanted to be a lawyer. So I was like, I'll just become a lawyer. And people are amazed by that, but I didn't not, I didn't give it a lot of thought. I just did it. And it was pretty cool. We could talk about that later. I had a very interesting experience in law school that I would like to talk about later. But anyway, so I went to law school. I started working as an attorney and Now, I had had two more kids in law school, so now I had five kids, and I'm working as an attorney, and it was just that typical story. I wasn't great at home. I wasn't great at work, and it was just too much for me, so typical type A, I decided to (laughs) start doing yoga all the time, and I took a yoga teacher training, and I knew pretty much right away that I would leave law and go into yoga and start teaching yoga, and that has morphed through the years into teaching athletes, peak performance and mindset. And then I moved into coaching. And my, my basic message is always, you can be the person you dream of being, you can live the life of your dreams. I'll teach you the tools, but you have to use them. And it's the way I live my life. And it's the way I work. And it's the way I raise my kids. And I believe this message, not like as some abstract thing, but as something I have personally lived and continue to live. 
Mm, awesome. That's fantastic. So at what point in time did this change occur? So you went to law school and then you were the attorney, but then you flipped over to the yoga. Was was that like 10 years in law or, or give us a bit? I was in law around, um, it was probably five years in that I started really getting serious about yoga. And then it took me a little bit of time before I had the courage to leave law because you have to realize maybe you could understand as a woman, when I was a stay-at-home mom, people would ask me what I did for a living and then their eyes would kind of glaze over when I said I was a stay-at-home mom. And then when I became a lawyer, that was really impressive. And, you know, I was definitely getting a lot of kudos. Plus I got to dress up really cool for work all the time and feel really important. And I'm a woman. I did enjoy that. And I enjoyed being a lawyer. I love reading. I love helping people. And that's what law is all about. But it just was the wrong timing. Mm. You know, if I had gone to, if I'd finished college when I was supposed to and gone straight to law school, I think it would have been a different situation. But because I had already had children, what was happening was I was paying someone almost as much as I was making so that they could take care of my kids. And I wanted to raise my children. So I've always been into wellness. I was a competitive gymnast as a child. So it was such a good fit for me. I was a psych major in college and I've always been a student my whole life. So it was really the perfect job. And I think that it was always meant to be. I was just making my way there. Yeah. Right? But I don't regret law school and I don't regret working because it was a necessary step for me personally. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's something that a lot of business owners kind of we, we all experience the journey. We all have a journey. And some people that I speak to say, oh, you know, if only I knew back then what I know now, and if I could change, you know, 20 years ago, if I could turn back time and I could make up for, you know, where I am now and, and maybe be further ahead. But I think it, I think it's really the journey is what makes us, you know, it really creates the human that we are today. Um, and I personally, and many other people that I know as well, actually embrace that journey and actually say, you know what, that all happened for a reason. And like you said, timing, timing in life is just so important, don't you think? Totally. And it's very interesting. So every time we love to take road trips, my husband and I travel a ton with our children. And I was always the type that was like, let's get there as fast as we can. I was destination person. <laughs> and my husband was always like, can't we just take a side road? I was like, absolutely not. We must get there quickly. But I said to him the other day, I said, you know what? I think you were right about that. I wish I had taken, that's the one thing I do wish on road trips. Mm -hmm. I do wish I had taken the side roads because I, I tend to be very focused and driven. And for me, my life's path hasn't really been that way. My life's path has kind of woven around and it's, it's made me who I am. And I mm -hmm. loved the journey and every step was necessary. I had to go to law school. I ended up being the valedictorian and it gave me the confidence to realize like, wow, I could do whatever Ever what, whatever I want, if I could go to law school with three kids, have two more and be the valedictorian, it sort of ripped the roof off of what I believed about myself. I was like, I really can do, you know, it built my confidence up and I learned I was a really good writer. That's why I was a valedictorian. I learned I was a great writer, which was interesting because when I was in high school, all I ever dreamed of doing was being a writer. And my high school English teacher said to me, you're a terrible writer. Oh. So I had had that idea in my head. So I literally believe I went to law school to learn I was a good writer. And now I'm writing a book. So that's the reason. 
that's the reason. Yeah, and that's interesting because now I'm just right this very moment, I'm thinking back to my, here in Australia, we call it high school and my high school education, I was not very good at maths, like actually quite terrible at maths. But now I work in, uh, a lot of my clients are in the finance space and I'm I'm a bookkeeper and a BAS agent and yeah, what a weird transition, right? Like that just yeah. happened from owning my first business and, and having to do the books myself and then turned into further education down the road so it's amazing when you think back to those younger years it may not have been your your calling at the time and it may not have seemed you know to your teachers that you would go down that path but it's amazing how we transform as humans and and I think you know as we get a little bit older and a little bit wiser you know we we discover things about ourselves right yeah because don't you think for me at least I know for sure that learning in a vacuum is very difficult I need to have a reason. So my own personal learning, I can learn anything. But if you sat there and said, oh, Carrie, just go learn this topic. If I don't have a reason for it, if I'm not using it to for my work or to teach, I am not as motivated. So that's part of it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so right. I remember many, many years ago, someone gave me a, uh, like a textbook to how to use Microsoft Excel. I'd never touched it. This was many years ago. And I looked <laughs> at this book and I flicked through the pages and I'm like, what are these blocks? What does this mean? Like it just didn't make any sense whatsoever because you're right, I didn't physically have something to use it for and I can't read a book and learn something. I need to be hands-on. I need to, you know, it's trial and error and and, and play as we go and, and test and measure and, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, super interesting, I think. Yeah. I love that. And I learned in the last year, I have learned so many skills on the fly because I had to, I was always teaching in person and I had to pivot and start teaching online. So I had to learn all the tech. I didn't know it. And I'm still learning things on the fly. And again, I'm glad I realized that because now I want to write this book. What stopped me always? I don't know what you do with the book once you write it. I could write the book, but mm. then what happens? I didn't, mm. I didn't want to write the pitch letter. I didn't want to send it to 10,000 people. I didn't know how to do it. But now I'm just like, oh, I met a guy who published a book and he's walking me through it. And But I have a reason. I have a reason. If you just sat and told me, I'd be like, yeah, whatever, who really cares? So it, it's amazing what humans can learn. It really yeah, is. Yeah, definitely. So take us back because the pivot, you know, everyone has experienced 2020. We're now into 2021, you know. This, this COVID space is, is eventually going to go away, but it's transformed so many lives and so many business owners' lives. Tell us about your experience. How did that look for you when you had to pivot from this face-to-face to this virtual space? Originally, when it happened, it was hard and fast here. I live in New York, so we were hit like like a train and my husband wasn't really working my husband wasn't working at all I had a few clients online and I had always had a zoom room for these private um, clients but for the most part everything I did was in person one of the hardest things I had to get around was this idea that my time equals my money and I'm still I'm still struggling with that because I want to make online courses but in my head I always think oh one hour of my time equals this amount of money so as I get bigger and bigger and go on to bigger stages I need to overcome that but for the first few months of the pandemic we have our five kids they were all home you know and my oldest kids are 21 and 25 so it was nice actually for the first time to have everybody and our younger kids are 
12, 14, and 17. So they had never really remembered living in the house with the older ones. So it was really beautiful for our family. We had dinners and it was so nice. But then after a couple of months, I was like, I really need to start doing something because I wanted to get going. Mm -hmm. So I started teaching in people's backyards. And then I had always paddle boarded and I had always taught yoga. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll teach paddle board yoga. And Carrie, before I knew it, I was teaching every single day and I created this entire paddleboard yoga company. Two of my kids started working as guides. And I, again, it was a moment that I said to myself, wow, I could just create a business like this out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And it was just, again, just reminding me, you know what happens? You you get busy. So my business was great. I was working with athletes, a lot of um, athletic teams at high school, college level, a few minor league teams. Yeah, I wanted to go to the major leagues, but I didn't really have contacts. And, but I was happy because I was busy with my kids. I was busy with my job. My husband was busy with his job. So you could kind of go along mm -hmm. for a while. Yeah. And yeah, I wanted to write a book and I wanted to make courses, but it's like I had so many things on my plate. So for me, the pandemic was a time to get rid of all the distractions and get super real and be like, all right, Carrie, if you're really going to preach that you could be whatever you want to be, you have some unrealized dreams. And just doing that paddleboard yoga company made me realize I could write a book. I could do a course. I didn't know how to do a paddleboard yoga company, but I figured it out. I don't own paddle boards, but I found two people that own paddleboard yoga companies, pitched them. I didn't even know how to pitch. I didn't even know... I never pitched myself. All my work came through word of mouth, but I learned how to do all of this. And it wasn't even really out of necessity, truthfully. It was out of a desire because I'm not one to sit around. Like the first few months of the pandemic, because my family was home and we were having dinners together, my husband and I were renovating our house like on our own. You know, we were just doing some work that we wanted to do. So once that was done, I wasn't sitting around. I wasn't about to sit there doomsday scrolling or being on social media. So I'm always a doer because I believe that that's the way to keep yourself in a good headspace, especially like during a global pandemic. So, you know, now I'm just not just living my dreams that I have, like my little dreams. Now I'm willing to live even my biggest dreams. And even if I don't get there, I'm, I'm loving the journey, like we said. I really am. Yeah, and I think that's where it's quite interesting. We've now got like there's two Kerrys here and they're, they're very they're very similar because there was no pity party over here. Like when we when Australia went into lockdown and particularly where I am into lockdown and, and even pre-lockdown, I had this extra time and it was like, oh, how can I take advantage of this? How can I use this to you know, self-educate, self-improvement, you know, all this kind of stuff. And like you asked my family, I did not sit still. Like it was just the perfect opportunity to nut out some of those tech struggles because like yourself, Kerry, I was literally so busy before just doing everything and you just got into this, you just kept going, you know, you didn't even realise until everything kind of came to a grinding halt and you went, well, hang on a minute. What do I do now? You know, like, and I think I literally took like maybe two, three days tops where I went, ah, oh, this is the life. And then I went, okay, I'm bored now. <laughs> Let's go. You know, <laughs> I'm not one to sit there on social media and just dwiddle away the day, you know, watching Netflix or anything like that. And there's moments of that now, obviously, that that's always in your life, but not in that mass capacity. You know, it's always about, 
okay, what's the next step? What's the next move? Where am I going next? So it's funny that we're so similarly similarly wired like that, I think, and, and with the same name as well. <laughs> exactly. It's very funny that there's two carries and we have the same outlook. You're listening to the Biz Nation podcast. I would love to connect with you outside of the podcast and you can find me on Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn by searching my name, Kerry Zab, or directly on my website at kerryzarb.club. And don't forget, if you need more support in your business, you can find the community on Facebook at Biz Nation Support Group. And I did for the first couple of days do some doomsday scrolling, especially when it first hit in New York, but I'm very self-reflective and I'm also a lifelong student. So I was like, you know what? This is not good for me. Like I remember one night, it was maybe the second or third day when we were really put in, like we really all did lockdown at first and I was taking a bath. I take a bath every night. And then I realized I was doomsday scrolling. I was looking at the news, like what's happening in Italy. And I was like, all right, you're in your bathtub. This is your sacred space. That was always where I go. Every night I go into the bath, no matter what I was doing in life with my five kids, things are crazy. My teenagers are acting up, whatever is happening, go into my bath at night and relax. And then I'm on my cell phone. And I said to myself, okay, you're done now put this phone away, actually put a meditation um, track on. Mm -hmm. And then I just started to educate myself. I started reading all those books. I have hundreds of books that I haven't read. So I started reading my books and taking my courses. And that was what made me get through the pandemic. Mm. Everyone's like, I just stay so calm. I'm like, because instead of doomsday scrolling, I studied, I studied and I studied and I studied all the topics that I love and I wanted to study. You know, I really sharpened a lot of my skills. Mm. Yeah, and I kind of did the same over here as well, I confess, because I started a spreadsheet. I started tracking the statistics of COVID and what was going on. Like, no, it was intense. You're like really taking it to the next level. I feel like a slacker now. (laughs) My whole nerdiness just fully came out with this Google spreadsheet and it was just, it was ridiculous, right? But I I didn't take it on board in my mind. I just did it. It became like a little task of the day. It was like my daily check-in at the end of the day to see what was going on in the world and yeah I think I got to this is really really sad to say I think that was from March right through till about October and October came around and it was actually coming up to my birthday and I went why am I wasting my time with this you know like I just had a moment like I hadn't taken it in but at that moment I just went you know what I've, I've done my analyzing I'm okay now I, I know where this is going and things have gone up and down all over the world and all that kind of stuff so I just didn't didn't need the information anymore but I was fortunate not to have taken it on board you know like I was just doing it more out of curiosity than than anything else but and that's a curious thing though because I think what you were doing is what I saw a lot of my clients doing it's what I saw doing that was your way of coping Mm. that was your way of tending to it without letting it come in yeah yeah right I tell everybody everyone's just like I feel more tired I feel this I'm like look we're in a global pandemic. We could all have the greatest attitudes in the world. I do have a good attitude, but 
I feel a lot more tired because we're constantly having this stress. Like we're always tending to it, even if we don't mm -hmm. think so. And no one told us we had to be in a marathon for a year. True. No one told us. I told my kids two to four weeks, this will all be over. <laughs> you know. So we have to give ourselves a little break too. Even if you, even if you fall. So I never watched TV my whole entire life. And I didn't watch it for most of the pandemic. But the last couple of months, I started watching a show with my youngest son. And I said to my husband, it's actually nice. It's just relaxing. And, you know, I think it's okay to give yourself a little break right now. And even yeah. if it's not what you would typically do, I think it's fine. I really yeah. do. No, no, you're right there. And I think earlier than that, I'd switched off social media. I think when the pandemic first started, I, you know, signed up to the local news things on my feeds and all that kind of stuff. That got switched off pretty quick because the media just takes things to a whole nother level. <laughs> it's it's just, you know, this clickbait stuff that's out there. And you, you read the headline and you're like, oh, did that really happen? And then next minute you're like, you're reading the article going, that didn't happen. They're not even exactly. talking about that. What the That's hell? That's exactly right. So bizarre, so bizarre. But I think, you know, this whole global pandemic just still, it's still so surreal to me. Like it's just even saying it now and, and it's been, I think, almost 12 months here in Australia that we've been talking about this actually almost to the day. And yeah, like yourself, we probably had a bit of a perception, you know, maybe three, six months, this will go on, you know, like we kind of put it in our minds that this is just a hurdle, another thing in life, you know, another challenge. And here we are a year later. It's insane. It is. And not only that, though, I feel like we don't even know the results yet because we're still in it. And I say to people, especially people who are thinking about pivoting to a different area, I noticed a lot of people are really tapping into their hearts right now. And they're like, you know, I have a great job and I make a lot of money, but I just feel like I'm here for something else. And I say to them, you probably are. Mm -hmm. You probably are. And tap into it now. Maybe it could be a side passion project. And that's what I suggest to people. If they want to move to a different area, you don't have to give up your job. Keep your job, make a passion project, yeah. do it from love, and you don't know where it will lead. Yeah. And seriously, we're in a global pandemic. We yeah. are. And we have to just get through this right now. And the world is changed. Mm. You all should realize that. It is. Yeah, definitely. And that's where this podcast came from, by the way. It was literally. Oh, really? Yeah, it was literally like business. <laughs> businesses here were suffering you know and it was this sudden kind of like I said we all hit this this massive roadblock and I just went oh I've been meaning to do a podcast for a very long time I've never made the time for it so it's it's my time to give and try and help others you know so that's where where this all evolved from um but yeah it's just been and I think I I'm probably too positive and I'll probably get criticized for saying, but I'm grateful for this experience. I really am. And, and that's me again and my positive kind of this coming out because I'm grateful that I got to hit the reset button. You know, I had that opportunity and I don't think there's many generations that can say that, you know, that can actually say they had this epic period of their life that, that changed their life. COVID has changed my life. It really has. Well, look, I think that you get to decide always. I think this is the message for all of us. You get to decide. You can't change that there was a global pandemic. A lot of people fought against it. People are angry. They want to 
attack each other. They want to talk about masks, no masks, all these different issues. They don't care about those things. They just don't want to deal with the fact that the world has changed dramatically. They need to change. People don't want to change. Change is hard. But you always have a choice in life. We are going to be confronted with good and bad, the highest peaks and the lowest valleys. That's how life is. Life goes up. It goes down. In everyone's life, darkness falls. We know it. Okay. It fell to the whole world and you have a choice. You have a choice to sit and cry. And I'm not saying there's no place for that. I Mm. think it's good to sit and cry sometimes, but then you have to wipe your tears and get moving because action is the only thing that keeps you feeling okay. When you're sad and depressed and you just go sit on your couch and watch Netflix for five weeks, it's not going to make you feel better. It's just not. And there's plenty of times I don't want to get up and learn how to get a book published. It's a pain. I don't even want to write it sometimes, but it's the only thing that makes me feel better. And I'll tell you something. I never regret it after I'm done. Mm, no. When I force myself to do it and I write a chapter, I'm like, oh, that was pretty good actually, right? Yeah. It's the getting yourself there. Go sit down, do it. And then worry about how much you liked it after. Yeah, cool. I love that. Thank you. Now, I want to dive into a little bit more about this. I confess, your space of yoga confuses me. Can you please explain the board? I'm, I'm not understanding the board with the yoga. Can you can you break that down? I'm just a little oh. bit... The paddleboard yoga. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know what a paddleboard is? I do. Don't we stand on it with like a, a row stick kind of thing on the top of the water? So this goes yeah. with yoga? Yeah. So you only you only do it in a location where the water is very calm. And so I had to learn how to be a weather woman. I had to download all these apps because you have to know the tide. It can't be higher than a certain amount of knots per hour with the wind. And I'm not good with that. So like one of the people who I was um, contracting with, he owned the boards. He'd be like, South Wind. And I'm like, good? Or like, is that bad? I don't know. So I had to, I would just call him and be like, just, is it good or bad? I don't want to talk East, West, North, South, please. Because <laughs> one kind of weather, if it's wind in one direction, it sweeps you off to sea if anything happens. <laughs> but the other kind sweeps you back to shore. So you want the one that sweeps you back to shore <laughs> in case of an emergency. <laughs> and plus you have to watch because if there's like a quick lightning storm that comes in, you can't be out there. So anyway, you paddle out. Mm-hmm. We have anchors, which we just made them. I, I had weights yeah. and I had rope and we made the anchors. I mean, literally we just... There is paddleboard yoga, but it's in its infant stages. It's not like a huge thing. It's very cutting edge what I'm doing. Whoa. But you paddle out there, you put the um, the anchors down, and I teach a yoga class. And it's a lot more meditation. I do breath work, and they're very easy yoga poses. And we're not like going crazy up there. Wow. It's interesting though because I'm very good at yoga because I was a gymnast and poses good at yoga I mean that the poses look good mm-hmm. that's not really yoga but that's a story for another day but the actual poses they're much harder on the board so Ooh, a yeah. simple standing pose is much different than it would be on land so people who even yoga a lot of yoga teachers came to my classes because it was very challenging and honestly it's so peaceful out there because you're literally in nature I had this mom duck this mommy duck that had just had 
um, ducklings when I first started teaching and her babies would come over near me and she would always squawk at them and make them leave. And then about halfway through the summer, they were a little bigger. She let them come all the way up to my board. So I was like, oh, I'm part of nature. I, I am just part of nature. And I, I really felt the oneness, which was interesting during a global pandemic that I really, really felt one. Yeah. But that, it's a beautiful practice. Paddleboarding in general is awesome. I just love it. Yeah, I'm liking the sound of this combination, and but the stillness of the water and that tranquil surrounds. Oh my God, it's it just sounds amazing. And I'll tell you what, I haven't heard of it here in Australia, so maybe we're you know kind of reaching another uh, another audience here. <laughs> this could this could take off, and and maybe we should stamp your name on it here in Australia as well. <laughs> go global, you know. The yoga teacher, yeah. Yoga. <laughs> yeah. Go hard or go home, right? Like really. Listen, if there's any yoga teachers in Australia, and you know how to paddleboard you're just one step away from being the the cutting edge yoga teacher paddleboard yoga teacher in australia so i am planting the seed in you if you're listening to go out there and start your own business amazing how cool and you heard it here and it happened here <laughs> and That's if it becomes big carrie the oh. two carries are taking responsibility period absolutely checks are in the mail i hear ya i hear ya i'm gonna be like carrie remember when we brought paddleboard yoga yes. to australia <laughs> that's it that's it the kerry paddleboard uh, the kerry paddleboard yoga yes i can see it i can see it now awesome. and you guys are crazy there you're very daring and risky when i traveled every australian i met was like a climber you know they would jump out of airplanes so you guys will probably take it to the next level so i'm very eager to see what australian paddleboard yoga morphs into <laughs> I, I just had this visual i know this is crazy but i just had this visual of the paddleboard and the bungee rope and the yoga <laughs> all together <laughs> or, there's you know, a guy out there that's like I could do this <laughs> for sure for sure I love it I love and as it. you were thinking that I was having a vision of a paddleboard and a kite mm -hmm. and you're <laughs> moving <laughs> they do that don't they don't they launch off the off the beach with these big like parachute type of thing yes, this, this is what it could be this is what it could be that's amazing and I do yoga as you're whizzing through <laughs> Beautiful, nice, peaceful. Try to meditate then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. I love it. Now, listen, I want to go to another little section here for a second. We met on Clubhouse. Yes. It's shortcutting. It's shortcutting because you could hear them and then you go to their Instagram and you could scroll back and you're like, you could kind of see who they are mm. and you could die right then on the spot. And I, I'm finding a lot of like-minded friends that way. And throughout mm. the whole pandemic, I have been, even before Clubhouse, yeah. I just think that I got really clear on who I was going to push further away from me. And once I did that, once I moved away, I needed to move away the people who were going to bring me down because I felt like this is a crazy thing that's going on. I have to stay in the best headspace possible. I can't have those people who have drained me. I always have a lot of people around me who sort of like plug into me because I have so much energy. So I was like, during this pandemic, I'm not doing that. And it's been really empowering to me. And I've actually made another pivot now with my clients. I no longer want to work with people who are just going to stay 
in their space and they don't have any real skin in the game. They're not really looking mm. to move forward. I now only want to work with people who are moving to the next level, that they're motivated and they're moving. I think I used to just let anyone come to me and now I'm being a lot more careful with that because that's my energy. I have to protect it. And I got a lot more serious about that during the pandemic. Again, it's for the same reason in day-to-day -day life, you're running around, you're helping people, you're doing whatever you do, you're working with your client, you're not paying attention to your energy, you're exhausted, you don't have any energy anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you there. And it's definitely a, a great space to be in. And, and likewise, you know, working with people that are like minded, you know, like minded in, in their drive and their passion, it just makes a world of difference, doesn't it? Like it really yeah. does. Yeah. And then I feel like I'm doing something instead of just being someone that you're really just giving your problems to. And then next week we'll talk about the same ones again. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that I'm in that space anymore. I think that that's when you're a new coach, you do a lot of that. Yeah. But I, I felt that the pandemic, it's been terrible. It's been so sad, but it's been a time that we never could have had that we can learn and grow and transform and connect and yeah. do things. I used to think, to myself, what will happen in society? Because my oldest son's 25. And I remember from when he was a baby till now, it was like every year it got faster and faster and faster. And then smartphones and then faster. And I used to say to my husband, what's going to happen? We can't keep speeding up like this forever. I mean, I didn't want this to happen. No. <laughs> Something had to happen. <laughs> no, I think, you're, I think you're right because life was getting pretty in, intense, you know, like you say, things are getting faster and responses are needed quicker and people want to buy things faster and the world's moving quicker. It's like our, you know, I know that the, the, the earth rotates, but it's like that was speeding up as well, you know, and it's yeah. kind of like, you know, someone's got to put the brakes on and, and this has effectively done that, I guess, really. Yeah. Awesome. Kerry, this has been amazing. What a great conversation. Thank you so much. This, the, it, it was meant to be the two Kerry's together. I'm telling you the two Kerry's could not have gone wrong. No, no. <laughs> and, and I think the fact that I didn't overthink it probably helped as well. So that's, that's, that's a bonus. We could have done just a whole comedy routine on the two Kerry's. I mean, we would have a lot of material with two Kerry's. <laughs> Plus we brought paddleboard yoga to Australia. We did a lot tonight. <laughs> I know. And you're talking about podcasting. I can help you with that. I am thinking about writing a book so you can help oh. with that. And oh, it's made. It's all made. It's going to be amazing. So thank you. I really appreciate your time. Now, for those that are listening, where can we find you? Well, the best place to find me is Instagram at the yoga teachers or my website is the same name, the yoga teachers. I'm the yoga teachers across all the platforms, but I mainly use Instagram and my website. I find most people get me through Instagram. They just DM me there. Yeah. Awesome. Wonderful. Kerry, thank you so much again. It's been amazing. I've really enjoyed it and um, we will chat again really soon. I have no doubt. Absolutely. Thank you, Carrie. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. It was lovely to share this episode with you. Remember to subscribe to catch all future episodes. And I'd also very much love it if you'd leave me a rating or a review. Until next time, remember that you can also go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat.